Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, 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 hey. What is going on, good people? What is going on? It is the 20th episode of the Blue Experience. Can you believe it? I can't episode. believe it. I really How can't. Pro- right? How appropriate <laughs> for the end of 20. 20- 21 right i'm telling you man i can't believe we did 20 episodes this time brother i really can't it still reminds me back when me and you were just talking about this on the phone (laughs) you know right like like talking about the idea of doing it the idea of doing like a a talk show a podcast a late show a late night show about flights and stuff like that so uh it's really cool so for those people who are new uh to this format xp let them know what they're watching right now you guys are watching the blue experience where we talk all things flight sim all things aviation all things real world flight sim primarily is what we started with but we branched out into just talking about everything in the aviation community in the aviation world Um, i know there's some things we haven't touched on yet but trust me 2022 is around the corner and there's going to be more things to come so i appreciate you guys checking out the show welcome to the blue experience my man blue games on one side and xp72 here and that's what we're going to be doing and another appropriate thing is that we are wrapping up the final show of the year uh talking about like this is the best topic i, I saw I, i've seen in a while in terms of if you guys didn't know navigraph who supplies us with all the um the charts and um the air racks for the airplane updates of course did a survey a couple months ago or maybe a month ago or so and the results of this survey is out and actually just looking it over and looking at the actual numbers, as Blue says, the numbers don't lie. We can't even believe the results of the survey. <laughs> and we figured we had to get it out here and talk to you guys in the, uh, in the uh, Flight Sim community about it. And you guys would be interested too. I'm not sure if you guys heard about it, if you've seen it, but we're going to be discussing it today. So that's what we're here to do, man. But welcome aboard the Blue Experience, guys. Appreciate it, man. Blue, how was your day today, brother? Man, day's been uh, it's been pretty good. Pretty good so far. Went to, uh, to the movies to watch the new Spider-Man movie with the family. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, been, nice. you know, I've been working throughout this whole kind of holiday break, but uh, just kind of cool that other people are off, so I get the chance to actually, you know, go out and spend time with them. So that's kind of what, what it's been all about uh, these past couple weeks. Nice, nice, man. Yeah, this, as you were saying earlier, this week is just like a chill week for me. I uh, got a couple of streams in, which I, I loved. Uh, might try to do another one before the year is out. I don't know. We'll see how that works. <laughs> but, you know, talking about the year is out, I mean, before we even jump into the survey, I was just wondering, I was just thinking out loud, like, this year, I think, has been the most exciting year in the flight sim community. Mm. Maybe there's some old schoolers out there who have seen better than this, but we're talking about four different simulators competing for for spots uh add-on manif- um developers for airplanes dropping stuff coming out with stuff announcing stuff senior developers jumping on a new platform and doing their work on that uh, it's been busy for you man for, uh, for me man what about you what do you think yeah you know when you said that i was like huh wow the the most exciting year it's hard to beat 2020 though because that's when microsoft flight sim initially came out like the hype around that was just unmatchable you know what i mean like it was it did not just the the after release hype but the before how like we were just like excited right but i feel like this year was a bit fuller like we were we were getting more back it was more it was less i can't wait for this i'm anticipating that it's more like i'm getting this i'm getting that but honestly it's really only it's on one side though it's like on the x-plane side of things we were getting a lot of cool stuff 
on the Microsoft side of things, they're still kind of in that phase of like, ah, I just, we're so close. I just want, if I just had a 737, you know, if I just had (laughs) that Phoenix A320, if I just had a wide body jet, then this sim would be, I would be, you know, put so many more hours on it. So I think Microsoft is still not quite there yet, but if you're the kind of simmer who is jumping between different sims, between P3D, X-Plane, Microsoft Flight Sim, there's been a lot of great releases. Again, like you said, with scenery, with planes, and uh, I mean, there's been some these developers have been really putting a lot of hard work uh i was really hoping that this was going to be the year that we were going to see that pmdg 737 you know Uh, i was hoping that we would actually see that phoenix a320 before the year was out um there's a a lot of planes you know even the md11 for x plane 11 you know things you know airbass uh falcon uh stuff like that you know the challenger 650 a lot of planes were kind of scheduled to come out this year in 2020 that did not happen and it's disappointing but at the same time when you think about it it's better to wait just a little bit longer than to get that half-baked product as we always say true true but all that being said though i have to shout out the fly-by-wire team oh uh, yeah. they were on the show they were on the show what a couple of a few episodes ago yep, yep. and if it wasn't for them man i don't think i'll be putting in half the flying i did in microsoft this year the a320 <laughs> mod is just a, a thing of beauty even with a a, 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 a remote uh, mcdu working on my ipad man mm-hmm. come on man you can print from that airplane this is freeware stuff right this is zebo-esque you know, um, heavy division mod also for the 787. Those are the two go-to planes I have at Microsoft that I've just flown the heck out of yeah. this year. You know, even with the updates that Microsoft dropped that were better, has been more stable. The frames have been good. It looks good. You know, those two planes have been rocking. So shout out to those guys for just putting in their um, volunteer time and making this thing good. It's, it's really, really, really and truly great for that. And then on the X-Plane side, Explain doing explain things, dropping uh, explain 12 previews, which we can't wait for. Mm-hmm. That's going to say a lot when that drops. I don't know how it's going to shake out, which leads us into the survey here to see what people think about explain and Microsoft and P3D and FSX. So I guess without further ado, yeah, I think that was a perfect segue into, into the, <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, I'm yep. going to actually pull it up on the screen. Uh, you guys are not going to see our faces. I did not set up that scene. Saturday. Right. Uh, but we, I'm, I'm going to pull up on the screen. Uh, you guys can get this as well from uh, Navigraph's website. Um, yep. But uh, we'll be showing you here. So let me bring that over real quick into the chat. Yeah, so I'm gonna, drop, I'm gonna drop a link in chat. Yeah, for go ahead and drop well. a link in chat. If you guys want to download that to this the survey that we're about to read I from will do here. the same. It's good. Man. But the first one in the survey, if you scroll down to what's this uh, page number fourteen, we're right. gonna start in the there. PDF. In the PDF, exactly. Page, page 14, 14 in, the, in the PDF, guys. Turn your... How many pages this PDF has? This survey covers over, holy, hold on, what? 122 pages of survey. Yeah, we're not doing all 122 pages <laughs> no, we're today. Not. We're going to go over the main stuff. I'll, I want to try start with page 13 on this thing, man. 13. As a matter of fact, Cam A321 says Navigraph even dropped an air rack on us, too. So we have an air rack update we did. to do. Yep, this morning. Yeah, this morning. Fun true so the first thing that blew my mind if you go to page uh, 14 on that one 14 uh, just yeah the one one after that one is then, the demographics of the age of simming and flight simmers and the people who actually did the survey read it there the bulk of the users are in the range of 15 to 85 however there's a huge peak around age 20 
for flight simmers. I guess what, 2021, 22? Yeah. Look at that. If you look at that graph, you notice right away that the 20 something, 20 somethings are outstanding. Basically, uh, was it not, almost 20% of the people who flight simming are 20 somethings? And that, that the next. Sense. Yeah, yeah. The next biggest one after that is in the forties. I guess that's that's gonna be well me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I mean, but does that shock you at all? Does no, that shock you at all? It doesn't shock me at all. I feel like if you're eighteen ish, twenty between eighteen and twenty five, uh you're right. looking at you're looking at a career, right? You're you're graduating high school, you got a job, you can actually spend money on flight sim. Like before then it's like you're kinda at the mercy of your parents, at the mercy of you know other things you can't really control because you don't have any assets you know uh but once you get up into the 28 you can actually go out and buy your own stuff you know you got your, you got your job uh hopefully you got a job um and then again you're looking into all right what do i want to do for a career what, what am i uh you know do i want to be a pilot if i'm gonna be a pilot let me get more into this flight sim stuff right so i think that makes a lot of sense i think that what, why the reason why we see the 40s so high because i've definitely uh noticed that a lot of older men uh, who are retired or retiring? Well, I guess forty is not a retiring age. I shouldn't say that, but you know what I'm saying. Older men who are they got that, they around, got that mature money. Uh, yeah, that, that old money, right? That's that, yeah, that's that old go. money. Right. Right, <laughs> and right, so right. it's like you're getting older. You get, your kids are, are are getting older. You know, you ain't got a babies as much anymore. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah, forty sounds about right. At, at this, this is the age that you usually develop a man cave. Exactly. Uh, you've been... Peter says because Ford is uh, it's having a midlife crisis. <laughs> Shout out to Peter. Makes sense. Instead of buying a motorcycle, you buy a flight sim. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, shout out to the three percent of responders who are over eighty. Oh my God, we got eighty and eighty. And uh, I got an eighty-five year old. One percent is eighty-five, bro. So I feel like I might me. know that guy. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's interesting. And if we just look between the two years, last year it wasn't really that much different, to be honest. No. It's the same. So that stays, stays consistent. Now, um, the second one, we're going to run through this, guys. As we said, we're not going to stay long on a lot of these because we can go on for hours, 120 pages. Now, this next page I want to introduce because I absolutely hate this this statistic. I, I hate it. Uh, uh, gender. It says, what best, well, what best describes your gender? But basically here, male is 96 percent and i also see this i know xp sees it as well and if you're a flight sim streamer you see this in your youtube statistics is that the majority usually 99 i think mine was like 98 99 percent of uh viewers who are watching my videos are male and i every time i see it i'm like where are the ladies at like seriously like like yeah. do they are they just not watching flight sim because there's a, a, a good you know community of females who are flying in aviation in the real world but I don't know, like, I guess they're all playing Fortnite or something, or I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what's up with no, that. No, it's, it's true. I mean, I, I think I have a few females in my stream. I see female names, mm -hmm. female sounding names. But a lot of them, stream. a lot of them are that person's mom and they're using their YouTube channel. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. explains it. Yeah, but 97% of, uh, of um, same last year and this year, our flight simmers, man, our male. What's male crazy is you look at the last year, last year results, it says uh, female 0.9%. So we lost 1.1% 1, 1. 1 <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> Ladies watch baby channels. Oh, my God. Ladies throw shoes. Yes, they do, Gio. <laughs> 
but right. yeah that is cool that like, is what can we do what can we do in our streams to, to uh, attract the female gender <laughs> to fly exactly <laughs> right but <clears throat> here's another stat let's talk about who plays flight simming uh, basically employment status of the people who do flight simming. I would love to see this actually compared to other gaming, other games. The vast majority of people who played flight sim are actually full-time people. They work full-time. Mm -hmm. And then the second highest is retirees, believe it or not. That makes sense so, to me. Yeah, I would, I'm shocked because, well, let me break the numbers down. 50% of people who stream are full-time employees. Uh, 16% are retired, and then the next one at 9%, they're in school. Somehow I don't get that feeling, especially about the ones in school. You know what I mean? I, I thought like my demographic were more in school, but I guess I'm wrong. You know, I guess we are wrong on that. It's interesting. Yeah, sometimes I feel like there's a, there's a lot of people in school. I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm not surprised by that one, but I am surprised that the in school one is so low. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. But hey, you never know, man. These are these are the results. Results don't lie, right? <laughs> now here's another shocking one. Well, not shocking, but <laughs> the top five countries are the same from this year and last year. France, the Netherlands, Italy, Spain, and Switzerland. But if you look at the breakdown, the United States shocks me as 27% of the responders to this about simming is from the US. That actually really surprises me big time because yeah. UK, uh, yeah. Great Britain has always been, them and Germany have always mm -hmm. been kind of the leaders of all simulation anything. Flight sim, yeah. trucking sim, train sim, anything like that. Like you guys just love your simulators. Uh, so it's really surprising to me. Even see last year's, year's result was also above uh, the UK. So I don't know. I, I feel like there's been a big wave of flight simmers coming out of the u.s i think a lot of that we might get you know be because of maybe i don't know flights in expo maybe yeah I, I know i think it just could be by sheer numbers man i mean the u.s is is bigger than europe combined and europe is s several small countries not yeah. you know so it could be that but here where, it shows you know, uk specifically mm -hmm. right so which is not all of europe but then we have france exactly. then we have germany then we have the netherlands italy right. spain all that kind of stuff so if you add those up, we're probably looking at more numbers as the Europe versus just one specific country. See what you're saying. Let's see who's the lowest on that list. Uh, Norway. Norway. Wow. The Brazil question is, is who's not on the list? Oh, man. Um, other than Brazil, I don't see like uh, Chile and Argentina. And... I don't see any Caribbean. <laughs> or any Caribbean. And I don't know if they would fit, I guess, you know, because... Like, like yeah. what would Jamaica be? Is that a country? Like, <laughs> Jamaica would be like a negative 1%, man. It's me and a couple of dudes, and that's it. Nobody else. And so Next you know, year, everybody's going to, uh, you know, register as as uh, Caribbean because they've been in your Congo lines. Right, right. Next year, probably. But hey, anyway. All right. Let's see how smart or how dumb flight simmers are uh, with the survey. Uh, what is the highest level of education you have completed as a flight simmer? High 20, school. 26% high school or secondary school. But 24% has a bachelor's degree. Wow. So your audience is not dumb, man. Your audience is very smart, bro. I'm not even in that category. Yeah. We even have a master's degree, 16%. Wow. You understand? Yeah, 4% doctors? 
<laughs> yep. I know one doctor that watches the channel. I won't call any names. I'm not gonna but lie, do, but yeah. just the fact that doctor is on the list make like blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And you never know, man. Wow. Doctors like airplanes too. It says there's more people in doc as a doctor than primary school. I don't even know what primary school is. That's not something we say like, in the US. Yeah, that's like um basic school, junior high. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, it's like junior yeah, high. Yeah, I feel like that could have been merged with the secondary high school thing or something. Right. So, guys in chat, take a wild guess what's the the um, yearly income level of flight simmers on average. Well, the highest on average. Is that the next one? <clears throat> yeah, that's going to be the next one. Down. I'm scared to look at this one because I'm not going to be on the top. <laughs> You're going to be way past it. So, uh, the highest is 10% at 60000 a year. Hmm. 60000 a year. Dr. Mason, what's going on, man? Welcome aboard, sir. Uh, <laughs> there's a doc in chat. Nice. <laughs> Peter says I have a PhD in dumb. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 60 grand. And then um, the next highest is going to be what? Um, 70 grand, 40 grand, and uh, 10 grand. Yeah. But the top is 60,000. Believe it or not, we do have some we do have some six figure salaries in the house, but they're like one one percent. Those are the guys building seven three seven cockpits. That's what those are. <laughs> Yo, That's man. What they are. I know. The one percent. Yeah. But we do spend a lot a lot on flights and peripherals though. Think about it. Oh you know, man, the we spend so much money. Have everything they have bought so they're they're taking part of that income every year and turning it back into flight semi entertainment you know the next one makes a lot of sense to me do you work in in aviation mm, go ahead and drop that bro of course not wow. 83 percent of people who are in the flight sims do not work in aviation that's crazy that shocks me but you tell me why it doesn't shock you it doesn't shock me because the the main thing that attracts us to flight sim is the fact that we can't do it in real life, right? It's ah. like we don't have a job in aviation. We're not pilots or maybe not pilots yet. Um, so for me, it makes complete sense because it's kind of like we are, are fantasizing about this career that we want to have or wish we could have. And since we don't have it, we are here. So as, I feel like that's most people. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's high, guys. Eighty-three percent of the people do not work in aviation. So I guess after you work in aviation, you come home. The last thing you want to do is get in front of a computer. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, look, V One works in aviation. Yeah. Flight Deck to Sim works in aviation. Yeah. A three twenty Sim Pilot works in aviation. They're yep. here. They they must really love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, like as but, a as a ramp agent, the the first thing I want to do when I get home. Is, is hopping the flight sim because I'm around all these planes and it just makes me want to go out. Like you can only look at aircraft long, a certain amount of time. Like I've, right. I've got, I've gotten this feeling when I've gone plane spotting, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go home and hop on a sim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, or even like if I'm traveling, you know, from one place to another and I'm in an A320, I'm like, okay, I can't wait to get back home again. So I get in the sim and try to recreate that route, you know, because it's like, it's cool to look at the planes and they're, they're beautiful. They look good. They sound good. But at some point you're going to get to the point where you want to get back into your simulator and go out and enjoy all the things you love about aviation uh, and just use it as the fire. Here's the funny thing though. Um, 
one of the second next number other than people who don't work in aviation is pilots. Mm-hmm. As airline pilots are up there represented at 4.4%. So, you know, there's something to be said as a pilot. If you come home and flight sim, you really are hooked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, which transition over to the next one? Uh, what pilot license do you currently have as a flight simmer? None. <laughs> the vast majority is none. Seventy-five percent have no pilot license whatsoever. Does that mean that if I go ahead and got, get my PPL, I'm going to stop simming? Mm. No. Yeah, I know one. I, I know one. I know one streamer who, when he got his PPL, his streams cut down a lot. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. That is a good question. Like, what would you? Would you not sim as much because you're too busy working on a PPL or you're too busy doing the real thing now, right? Like, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I don't have a PPL yet, but I would just imagine that if I have the opportunity, if I have the, the finances, the resources to go fly in real life versus fly in a sim, which would you choose, right? True. And I have to say that because I did that flight the other day on Christmas, I loaded up in Microsoft today and I did a GA flight. Oh, shock. Oh my right? God, guys. I, I went Somebody clipped that. Somebody clipped that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did a GA flight. I did. I did a couple of circuits out of my home airport, Lantana, here in Florida. And I have to say, the scenery looked nice, but it didn't give me that feeling. Mm. You know, and it was a Microsoft flight and would look really good. But, you know, it, it's, it didn't give me that like the real thing does it just made me want to go back and do some more real world flying put it that way but that's that's probably something man yeah i'm uh yeah. the next one simulation in relation when did you get your first flight simulator hmm interesting so if you are a um a pilot real world pilot they basically wanted to know that when did you get your first sim was it before or after you uh you started flying and most people is before they started um, studying for for getting becoming a pilot. I guess sim. I guess simming got them into it. Right, 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 right. So seventy two percent simming got them into real world flying, which I completely can understand and see. And I then agree. they drop simulators afterwards. <laughs> I agree. But yep. And then twenty percent says after they obtained their pilot license, they got into simming. I guess for for. A, Practice training and yeah, yep. practice checklist stuff like that. Yeah, let's yep. keep going because we have a hundred and some pages, and oh, yeah. uh, I know we got some juicy ones that I want to talk oh, yeah. and and focus on. But we're gonna skim through these. So next we have: Are you currently enrolled in flight school? Ninety-one percent people say no. That's not. That's kind of same with the last two questions. So exactly, uh, exactly. We'll keep going. Flight lesson consideration. So this is actually pretty interesting. How many of the people who are uh, considering taking real world flight lessons within the next year? Uh, of the flight simmers, seventy-four percent people say no. Yeah, only twenty-five percent of simmers really want to go do real-world flying. That blows because they my know mind. the cost of it. Yeah, that's it. They know the cost of it, man. That's what it is. <laughs> Two Tone Murphy, how you doing, man? Welcome, versus GA all the way. I hear you, bro. I did the yeah. GA flight. I know, but yeah, I'm sorry. I guess... It's hard for me to comp. Like, I, I get it. I get it. It's expensive. I understand that. Uh, but this is not saying, hey, I'm going to do it. Like you're saying, are you considering it? Like, you're not, like these people are not even thinking about the the option of yeah. of doing real-world flying. Like, I mean, I don't know. As much as I love flight sim, 
much as I love aviation, like I can't imagine just like, all right, I'm just gonna do flight sim. Like that's it. I'm, yep. I'm happy with that. Like no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't be Cost happy and money, with that. Man. Cost and money. That's what it is. Well, uh, if you, love, if you love something, if you love something enough, though, mm-hmm. like you, you'll find the money. all right let's move to page 27 here's a good one simulator habits mobile do you fly simulators on mobile or tablet devices (laughs) almost 90 percent says no ouch (laughs) not shocked ouch not not shocked man ouch there's not a lot of mobile flight sims we got ace plane we got uh infinite flight we got aerofly uh so it's really literally well i mean they actually have three sims just like we do uh, which yeah. what's crazy about this is I think the reason that this is so possibly so lopsided is because I think the majority of people taking the survey are PC and Xbox simmers. I don't think they're infinite flight or uh, they're not um, mobile flight simmers because I have seen the mobile flight sim genre and, and niche and there's a lot of them. <laughs> like yeah. it's a it's a massive audience. I just don't think they're taking the survey. That's my thoughts. I don't think this is is accurate in my in my personal opinion. But um, wow, eighty-seven percent—that's crazy. Yeah, and it went up and since last year. <laughs> yeah, it did. And this, these two, real quick, says um, if you if you fly mobile, do you fly online? It's like fifty-fifty fly online in mobile flight simming. Mm-hmm. And um, but most people, forty uh, percent says they don't use any ATC. Thirty uh, percent says human control. I didn't know it was human control for a mobile flight simulator. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Wow, didn't know that. There's something else. All right, let's move on to something relevant to us. Next one says, page uh, 29, do you use an external EFB for your, mo- well, for your mobile flight simulator? No, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it is a no. I mean, who, uh, yeah, very few hard people no. uh, will, will be using that. I, I'm, a, I'm familiar with that because you can actually connect um, uh, for flight to Infinite Flight and I think X-Plane as well on mobile. And uh, very few people even know that it's possible. Uh, what's next? Okay. Do you operate as a virtual air traffic controller? 89% of people say no. And all of the ATC people in the chat and watching this are just like, no wonder we're so busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, think about it. There's there's 50 guys flying to one controller. Yeah. You know, and I was asked yesterday, would I ever do VATSIM? I'm like, mm, in years when I'm bored of flying, maybe I'll try it. But it's hard work. You got to study. Yeah, I thought yeah. about I thought about a while back doing ATC because I, I got sick of not getting ATC in my home area, right? And I was like, I'm, maybe I could go be a controller. And I looked into how to do it, and I was like, that's too much work. I'm all right. <laughs> right, right. And it even breaks down the, the, the ATC stuff here. How many times do you operate as a virtual air traffic controller per week? The majority is just one time a week. You know uh, what I mean? No wonder yeah. it's so freaking scarce in certain parts of yeah. the darn world. Yeah. One time, thirty-six percent. A week. So, a week. I mean, you know what? I think that's also. I know there's a, um, like a. I think some virtual air traffic control like groups have like a certain amount that you have to control to stay like on the team. I'm not sure right. if it's per week or per month, but um, I feel like a lot of them are probably doing like minimum you know and you have like that same controller those same hardware con- hard hardcore uh, controllers that control those same airports every day or every friday <laughs> you know what i mean yep. so yep and and here it is they said that the, the max the average time they stay on uh 40 of them say only two hours mm. i think they're burnt i think they're burnt out after two hours of of, of 
you know, doing air especially traffic if it's heavy traffic. I mean, I feel like it's either way. If it's heavy traffic, then you're freaking just drained after two hours. If it's no traffic, you're just bored out your life after two hours. Like <laughs> either way, uh, you're probably drained in either direction there. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. So here's the one that's interesting. Oh boy. Um, aircraft types. What do you normally fly when you're sim- when you're simming? I haven't looked at this. I'm really interested to see yeah. what is on top here. Go ahead. Number one, as I can see, if you look at the bottom, there's a key to it. Always is hard blue and never is hard gray. So I'm looking at the number one air type they fly is a narrow body commercial airliner. No surprise. That's a hard blue if you look at that. Mm-hmm. Number one is a narrow body airliner, which is an A320 or a 737-800. That's it. That makes sense to me. Yep. Second to that is a wide-body commercial airliner. I'm yeah. trying to s- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. those are the only okay. two big dark blue sections. And yeah. then Two-Tone Murphy comes up in this. The third is a single-engine piston. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it is. The third is going to be a single-engine piston-operated aircraft. So your your um, Cessnas or your Piper Archers or something like that. It's a really interesting so, graph though because kind of difficult to understand because like if you look at the, the the whole bar uh like all the way over to rarely which is the the lighter blue color you can see that right after narrow body commercial airliners falls very close short a uh, second to uh single engine pistons uh and then you get well, wide body coming in third no actually third is turboprop and then yeah. wide body uh, as if right. you go by the whole bar, but if you look at just a dark blue section there, uh, mm-hmm. then you see, all right, this, these are people who, that's all they fly. Like, if exactly. it says always, that is all they're flying. These people right. only fly narrow. Now, the, the community of people who only fly narrow bodies versus the community of people who fly only pistons is dramatic difference. Like, if you, I think what it is is that the people who fly pistons, those, that's me. That's my group of people right there, right? Like, right. I know I fly a lot of airliners, but I'm the, I'm the group who flies not always piston and not always airliner. Like, I'm in the middle. So, I'm right. just, like, branching it out. So, I think that's people who are flying a variety of planes and not only. But I think the thing is, people who fly, not only all people, but a lot of people who fly commercial airliners, that's all they do. They're not interested in GA. They're not interested in freighters. They're not interested in business jets, combat, none of that. They're just like, all I want to fly is my A320, my, my A319, my Star 37, and that's what that is showing right there. But still, you know, I'm looking at it. You said something interesting. With with a combination of single-engine uh, piston, multi-engine piston, and turboprop, those look like if you add those up together, they are equal to the airliners or close to, to the narrow-body airliner. Think about it. They just broke it down into several different kinds of airplanes. Yeah. You know, but if you add those up, and it's a, uh, always, often, and sometimes. So those are the top three. Um, nobody flies drones. <laughs> <laughs> I, fly the, I fly the drone camera all the time <laughs> there you go float planes uh helicopters surprisingly helicopters i thought it would be more helicopters i, I thought helicopters would be higher as well like combat yeah. beat helicopters yep i i thought so too so that is interesting wow wow i look similar to last year actually yeah looks similar to last year re, re, last year results on that but anyway here's another one and my numbers are skewed, but how many times do you use the flight simulator per week on average? Mm. 
Three times a week and five times a week are taken to cake. Three to five times a week. What would you say, like, making it personal for you, XP, how many times on average? And I, I mean, do you only do you only fly flights in when you're streaming? Do you do any flying yes. outside of that? Okay. So if you Not stream outside. five times a week, that's how much you fly per week. Yes. So I want to say my average is literally four times a week I fly. That's my average. It's four times a week. But... Yeah. You know, other people do it, do Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something like that, or mm-hmm. one once on the weekend. You know what I mean? So, yeah, three times and five times a week takes the cake. That sounds about right, I think. It does. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me personally, I think my average is probably around five, about four or five, like it's between four to six because I don't stream all those flights. That's the thing. I stream like maybe two to three times a week on a good right. week. Um, but throughout the week that doesn't mean i'm not flying on my own i'm usually flying i'm doing reviews i'm testing planes when i'm doing a review i'm flying the heck out of that plane right i gotta i gotta get to know that plane uh and so if i'm doing a review for an aircraft that i'm flying probably 10 flights in a week you know because i'm really putting that that plane through its paces so uh it depends on what i'm doing but yeah i think average about four to six for me yeah now here's the other graph that's below that that actually is very interesting to me how many hours do you use a flight simulator doing a typical session Number one is two hours, then three hours, then it tapers off. And it makes sense because in two hours, you either do one good leg or two short legs. In, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I've seen where after two hours in front of it, I don't know, depending on your age, you're done. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You've had it. Worse if you're doing a fly along with me or two tone Murphy, where there's like a thousand people flying along. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, uh, it, they're like, yeah, that's it. I'm not putting up with any more of this garbage. We're, we're, we're getting off. You know what I mean? So, you it, know what I that... noticed this though? So, it starts at two, two hours and it tapers down dramatically after three, uh, almost half, but then it goes to like not existing at nine and then it jumps at 10 plus. Those are our long haulers. <laughs> yep. 3% long haulers in the neighborhood. Now, yeah, what's interesting true. though to me is that i feel like just judging by the amount of people who not only watch long haul streams but people who always ask in streams can you do a long haul i feel like that number will be a lot higher than what it is yeah yeah now this yeah. is not specifically asking about long hauls i don't know if there is a question about long hauls in here uh but I don't know, i'm kind of like that's what i'm getting out of this chart here is like Hey, like these are people who fly 10 hours plus. That's a whole freaking day. Uh, so like that's, yeah, come on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. All right. Let's, I'm going to jump, skip the next question about the, you know, um, what kind of airplane you fly, civilian or helicopter pilot, yeah, whatever. That. Let's go to platforms. This is going to be an interesting one. How often do you fly simulators on the following platforms? <laughs> Mobile devices, 20% or less, 18%. Desktop, PC, Macs, or Linux, almost 98%. Wow. Console, Xbox, PlayStation, that's 5%. That's crazy. That's interesting. That's extremely low. Yeah, it's a little bump from yes from la- from the previous year. Let me read the question. It says, respondents tend to use a desktop as a flight simulator platform, but sometimes a mobile device too. Not many respondents use a gaming console for flight simulation yet. However, there is a slight increase in console usage compared to the previous year. 
Wow. What does that say? Council is on the uptrend right now. It's on the uptrend since last year. It is. But it's still a PC market for straight for a straight for a flight simulator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree That's with that. That's crazy. Also, yeah. consoles is a uh, Aussie in the chat saying are hard hard to get get a hold of. I think that if, oh. if you could get your hands on consoles easier, we'd see a lot more people flying on console. Right, right. It's true. And by the way, it's saying that the purpose of the flight simulation and fifty uh, percent or more is just curiosity or interest in the aviation. Twenty-five uh, percent is those casual gaming. And 12% is familiarization of cockpit, airport, and airspace. Interesting. Okay, so, so I, wanted, I wanted to take a look at this one because actually I did watch a piece of the video that Magnus posted uh, of the Navigraph stuff, and he was mentioning something that was really interesting to me, and that is the fact that casual gaming as a flight sim has been on the up. It's going up. Like, because of Microsoft Flight Sim coming to the Xbox and we have a big wave of new people coming in uh, to the flight sim community, a lot of them are not getting in the flight sim because they want to fly real like, real planes, as we saw earlier. 70% right. of people don't care nothing about flying a real plane. They just want to fly a sim. So, or they want to fly possibly just casually just for fun, just in the sim, just to mess around and do some stuff with their favorite streamer. Who knows? Um, but... Uh, you see that from last year, it it bumped up about what five yep. six percent, um, yep. and curiosity and interest in aviation wow. dropped four or five percent. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, the uh, familiar familiarization didn't move like at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that I could definitely see that that coming from the Xbox uh, release. So next year, this time, would be curious to see what that, those numbers look like. Ugh. I think it yeah. depends as well on how it how microsoft specifically because that's the only console we have also only console game we have uh how that game evolves over the next year for the xbox and how they take care of their xbox people even though we as pc simmers are like no we don't care about them take care of us <laughs> you know what i mean so mm -hmm. it's um, true but here's the next step though and this 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 has to do with console gamers somewhat but how do you normally fly vfr ifr or casually without any rules that's going to be interesting. This looks just like the other chart where it says, uh, what uh, type of plane do you fly? You see IFR with a mass mm -hmm. of 46% of most of the time. And then yep. VFR as uh, most time, 13%. Yeah, it's true. IFR takes the cake. You know, for some reason, people are interested in something that is pretty much out of their reach, I think. You know, you can go get a PPL and do VFR flying, but to get into the IFR realm, you have to take it to a whole different level. But doing it, you know, uh, in the simulator, it's accessible to you right then and there. Mm -hmm. So I can see. I can see why they will do that. But yeah, <clears throat> it's cool. Here's another interesting one that actually um, bugs me. What type of air traffic control do you mainly use when flying? <laughs> add-on atc default simulator atc human controlled atc i don't use atc wait number what one. yes which one do you think is number one of what kind of atc people use mostly what yes default atc which is the computer voice talking to you and steering you into a mountain is <laughs> is used overall 35% of people use the default ATC. I didn't know that. I did. I had no idea anybody used the default ATC. Yeah. Because 
Vatsim, Ivio, and uh, Poscon is second at 30%, but 35% use default ATC. That is nuts. Wow. No wonder they've been begging to improve the ATC in Xplain. Yeah, no wonder Xplain and Microsoft, both of them are all like putting a lot of resources into you know, updating and making the default ATC better. And I guess that's why people are actually using it. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I, I've probably used Microsoft's ATC like maybe once back in the alpha period. Um, and since then, I was like, all right, that's him it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Xplain, the same way. I don't remember the last time I used Xplain's ATC. So, uh, wow, that's crazy to me. That really blows my mind. Yep, absolutely, man. Hmm. Here's another one. How much do you estimate to have spent on flight simulation software and add-ons in the last 12 months? <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. wow. That's actually like the majority is zero. Yeah. People are holding on to their, their SciTech, man. They're not upgrading. Or they just can't get, uh, a, get a hold of it. Yeah. That, that is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, how do I break this down? I'm looking at it going. I know it's like it looks. Uh, it looks too, like, 100, too perfect. A hundred bucks is spent by ninety-four percent of the people. Two hundred bucks by seventy-four seventy-four percent of the people. Three hundred bucks is spent by fifty percent of the simmers. Uh, four hundred bucks by thirty-four percent of the simmers. And let's see who spends a thousand dollars. Only seven percent of the simmers spend a thousand dollars. It's a thing though. Like I, this is I, when I first thought about this. I thought hardware. This is software. This is like right. planes. This, this is scenery. I don't know. It's it, I would like if somebody showed me this chart, and if I didn't know that it was by, you know, Navigraph, I wouldn't believe it. Wow. Let me go back real quick. Somebody in the chat says working title will be working on an ATC also. I guess from Microsoft Flight Sim. Holy hmm. moly. That's gonna be that could wow. be good. That could be good. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Shirley nine seventy two said that. So that's that's interesting, man. Wow. But yeah, those are how it is. It says and here uh, at the top, but actually makes for me it's a bit more interesting. Is the way it reads is fifty two percent have spent at least three hundred dollars per year on software, guys. Software, not hardware. This is software. These are planes, these are scenery. Uh, obviously hundred percent have spent zero. Uh this year seventy four percent have spent at least two hundred dollars. Last year was seventy seven spent the same amount. This year ninety four percent have spent at least a hundred just like last year so yep. yeah it's uh yeah that's looks crazy. look yeah it looks like um hardware is probably the same too um 50 percent of the people spend 300 dollars on hardware you know so now the next it one looks is, like yeah yeah, I see yeah hardware all the way down so that's interesting man wow 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 all right we're gonna skip the next section it says in, inability to purchase hardware because of no we are know how things. that works yeah yeah <laughs> true and then as far as the stores where you can Ooh, get them, it's all really? over the place. Really? Aerosoft is on top. Yep. Let me see if there's any know. big always in there. So X-Plant Org Store has the biggest always section. Sim Market has a pretty nice size always section. Orbix yep. Direct. Orbix. Orbix Direct is Mark a big one. Microsoft Marketplace, FlightSim.to. Yep. So X-Plane, Sim Market, Orbix Direct, Microsoft in-game purchasing, uh, Aerosoft, and Just Flight basically are the big stores out there. Everybody else is a is a Steam is actually lower than a bunch of these, believe it yeah. or not. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is interesting. You know, 
that is absolutely interesting as far as where people buy their stuff. I know, you know, the, the few that I use as well includes these guys. So that that is something else <clears throat> there. Freeware Ooh, here's a good versus <laughs> software. All right. So considering all the software and data which you use for flight simulation, what tends to be freeware versus payware? So simulator software, it looks like it's uh what? Uh, I think by simulator uh, software they mean payware. they mean like X plane, Microsoft. That's right. what a simulation software is. Um, and the green, so basically the blue, if you can't read it on the screen, the blue is showing these are people, this is the payware. This is people would rather play, pay payware for this type of product, uh, versus get it for free. Um, yep. the green is saying, yep. Hey, I want to get this type of product for free. So like aircraft, you know, the majority of people are actually buying it, uh, are buying aircraft rather than getting free aircraft nav data. They're paying for that charts are paying for that scenery yep. is actually kind of 50, 50. It's the closest one of all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of half and half. Half people want to get scenery for free, half or not want to. Half are getting scenery for free, half are bu buying scenery. Uh, weather's yep. half and half, and then also ATC though is the majority free, uh, which is yeah. Not... I mean, with Vatsim and IVO being free, you know, and Poscon, I don't see people wanting to pay for that stuff. Yeah, I feel, I feel you. Yep. Uh, here's the here's an interesting one that can grow, and I would love to see you grow once COVID is over. Have you attended a public flight simulation exhibition or conference in the last 12 months? Of course, 97% says no, they have not, and we understand why. But I'm telling you guys in chat, the next flight sim expo they have, I don't care what country you're in, you're listening from, whether it's the Europe, uh, a US, go. Yeah, I agree. Just go. Go meet your fellow simmers. It's a beautiful experience. The, the, the two that I went to, I, I had fun. You guys should definitely do it. This I show would it. not exist if there had not been for a flight sim event. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. yeah, like it was crazy. The next question is just asking kind of like a, a secondary question to that. So how many of you guys would plan to attend one in the next twelve months? Months, massive majority says none, which is super sad. Uh, even though we have flight simulator area of. Aero Expo Germany, which is, I never heard mm -hmm. of these, uh, but 2% said they're going to that. There's another one going on in Germany, 2% going to that. FS Weekend in the, in the Netherlands, 3%. Right. Flight Sim Show in Great Britain, Flight Sim Expo in the USA, and in Oz Flight Sim Expo in Australia. So guys, seriously, like look into those. If any of those are in your country, in your area of the world, look into it. And if you can make it out next year, uh, go. I, I really, I mean, we're not being told to, to promote this stuff. Yep, and if you show the camera real quick, I'll show that they get cool T-shirts like this. Yeah, you know, I, I picked I picked this T-shirt up at uh, Flight Sim Expo. Said Flight Simmers, uh, working from home before it was cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's say you get nice T-shirt. Look, this Navigraph one was from Flight Sim Expo two years ago. Hmm. I still have it. It's my iPad holder, and also my mouse pad here uh, from Orbix. That was from Navigraph. This is from Orbix. I got this at Flight Sim Expo a couple of years ago as well. And I can point to a whole bunch of stuff that they give you in your goodie bag when you go. You know what I mean? T-shirts, goodies, giveaways, cups, mugs. I have a mug from last year as well uh, from Sim Market. I have a Sim Market hat. Uh, no, a Sim Market mug, Navigraph hat, uh, Orbix uh, mouse pad, and some other stuff I have, man. It, it's pretty cool. So go to Flight Sim Expo. 
yeah, and also definitely. think about the connections that you can make too. Like if you're a developer, if you're making a scenery, if you're making an aircraft, uh, if you're a, a, a streamer, uh, I think it's extremely important in my personal opinion as a streamer. I, I feel like it's very important and it's business smart uh, for you to show your face in front of these developers who will probably never reply to your email. <laughs> so um yeah yeah so definitely make yep. it happen um i'm moving on to the next question which is on page 51 do yep. you contribute. contribute to the flight simulation community now this is interesting to me because i want to know uh if like the number of streamers and people like that have gone up and it looks like it's actually gone down uh, on this chart uh it says 5.4 percent of people who did this um survey are uh youtube or twitch streamers uh 1.2 percent are bloggers we don't have very many blogs so honestly people can look at this chart and find gaps in our market and be like hey what if i go out and create a really cool blog are people looking at blogs is there something you can mm -hmm. do to make a a blog interesting you know there's room for for people there are you a writer uh video producer only 2.7 percent of that uh an admin of a flight sim i don't really know what that means uh, a 3D artist, software developers, 4.6%, a beta tester, 13.5%. Uh, no, but I would like to. I think it's important to see, too, that there's a lot of people who would like to contribute to the community. They just may not yeah. know how to get started. How? So uh, I think do. this is a good question for developers if you're looking for help, um, mm -hmm. if you're looking for some type of way to train people and help them, you know, build them up and create the next generation of uh, developers. Um, I think that'd be something good to look at. Yeah. And then the next one down from that shows you why people don't do it. Uh, the biggest reason why people don't uh, contribute to the community is time constraints. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after that, it says don't know what to contribute. So Blue just read out the list of stuff that you guys could do to contribute to it. And then the last set was limited skills. You know what I mean? I can understand that. Yeah, 100%. Definitely, man. Yeah, I absolutely understand that. <clears throat> so that's... I want to get to the juicy stuff here, man. Let me just see what else is here. I do want to just really quick skim by this next one. It says, how frequently do you use the following platforms for purpose of communicating? Basically, how are you communi communicating with the community? Uh, what's funny is that it used to be very big on forums. Wow, look at this. Yeah, wow, I look, last year, AvSim mm -hmm. Forum, which I personally have never touched and don't know what it is, but apparently mm -hmm. a lot of people have been using it uh, according to last year's results. Discord was, uh, was still number one, but you'll see... This year's massive majority of people are communicating with other flight simmers through Discord. Now, I want to yep. say this because me and XP have witnessed a lot of flight sim developers who refuse to make Discords, refuse to communicate through Discord. Yep. I think it's extremely important to make one. If you don't have time, like find somebody in your team just to manage it. Like, you know, you don't have to be on yeah. every single day, like do your thing, but at least have a Discord for people to come and ask questions because that's where we're at. That's where gamers are at in general. Like they're not trying to make a freaking account and give you their email to go see a forum. Like, come on, man. I hate forums personally. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little hot about that, but I don't like no, forums. Me too. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Microsoft Flight Sim has come out of nowhere. Yeah, and yeah. it's now a bigger forum than a lot of them. Bigger than explain.org and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I've only been on Microsoft Forum maybe one time to look for how to solve a problem with the sim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't go on there anymore. Discord is where it's at. It actually know. surprises me here, too, that Facebook is beating Instagram and TikTok uh, and Twitter what? as a hmm. communication platform. I personally don't really I have a Facebook, but I don't really use it. Um, but I do understand a lot of people 
are on there and there are facebook groups for x-plane and microsoft and flight sim stuff like that i just don't really keep you know use them i prefer to use the others but yeah i think i think that you know i'm gonna shut up i'm gonna get in trouble i'm just gonna say it screw it um i think those facebook people were like the people who are in that 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 40 to, to 40 plus range um I, that makes sense now <laughs> y'all go hate me greg Next hill question. says greg hill says high school teachers are teaching classes on discord are you kidding no wow way. that's cool didn't know that yeah that is nuts man um, real quick, uh, next one was about virtual airline membership. Basically, 75% of people are not a part of a virtual airline. I'm going to be honest no with you guys. There. You're missing out. You're missing out. Mm, I mean, uh, I'm starting one myself, kind of, <laughs> sort of, but, you know. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm not going to stay on that question too long, but we'll to the next one. But I'm just saying, if you are watching and you ever find yourself in a situation, you're like, I don't know where to fly. XP's on vacation. I can't fly with him. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? If you join a virtual airline, it gives you kind of a purpose to fly. You fly with your favorite airline, whether it be virtual, British Airways, Delta, Spirit, whatever. Anyways, do you fly online? Most majority, yeah. 58% say yes. Yes. So, yeah. So a little bit over 50-50 fly online which is good that's interesting because the other question said that people are using default atc as a majority and yet somehow 58 percent of people are flying online how's that maybe work? that was for um maybe that was for um what am i call it for mobile people i don't know could be wrong let's just chalk it up to that sure but anyway <laughs> how often do you fly on any of the following network number one network no surprise vatsim However, there was a surprise at number two. Volanta is beating Iveo. Wow. That, oh. That's actually, I did not know Volanta blew up like that. What makes me upset is I didn't, they didn't, they didn't add my people. Sim Toolkit Pro. Come on. Because <laughs> Volanta is not an online network. It's just a flight tracker that has shows of the people. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not a VAT sim. Like it doesn't really match the rest of these things. I don't know why they put, put Volanta in this list. Uh, because even if you fly Vatsim, you're still connected to Volanta. If you fly Pilot Edge, right. you're connected to Volanta. So I don't think that's really fair. Um, I don't think Vol Volanta need to be on this specific chart. Um, but it yeah. still shows um, a, a good uh, perspective. Yeah, and PazCon, and PazCon is missing from this. Exactly. PazCon's not on the list either. Project, oh my God, so sad. Project Fly was on last year's result and now it's gone. That makes me sad. <laughs> I used to use Project Fly. I promoted the heck out of that thing. I love yeah. Project Fly. And believe, this is exactly why, guys, we really have to support these apps and developers. Volanta is going a different route where they it's free, but they're adding a lot of premium and paid stuff and i'm just gonna be honest in orbix i love you but i don't want to pay for it that's just my honest yeah. opinion um so uh with project fly it was completely free i think they tried to add some kind of premium thing and i think some other stuff happened too um but still if you need to support these things that you're using all the time or they could just go poof and be gone just like project fly hmm. so anyways next did you used to fly fs cloud because it's no longer i have never used anymore. fs cloud <laughs> nice is that an fsx Ooh, thing I didn't know it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Here's the big one. Oh, big boy. This is what we're looking one. forward to right here, it's ladies and gentlemen. Platform. It took oh, us an hour boy. to get here, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. We could we uh, check this one on the YouTube. All right. 
how often do you fly on any one of the following flight simulator software? Oh man, I want to. I want to just, just read, read, read that again. Part. Let's go it ahead says, and just build that one. Among the up. launch of Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020, this simulator has grown to become the most popular flight simulator among the respondents. Almost three out of the current use flight simulator 2020 to some extent. Laminar X Plane 11 as well. Prepared version four and five are also popular, but look at the numbers. Microsoft Flight Sim. You're looking at almost 75%, 76% are using Microsoft Flight Sim. On a PC, by the way. Hmm. Not on Xbox. Look at the Xbox versus PC breakdown. Hmm. That's surprising to me. That is or surprising. Maybe these, are the people, maybe these are the people who responded to the survey. That is nuts. Yes. However, just as shocking, or maybe not, the second highest at 50%, is explain 11 and we don't have explain 12 yet what makes Think me excited though is the fact that coming in in a strong third is dcs world mm-hmm. who i where did that come from i know where the heck did that come from like i don't know i don't know if like uh the ego dynamics of people who made dcs world promoted this survey and we got a lot more combat simmers uh who are doing a survey now and so now they had their more representative uh but did not i mean i think dcs personally is number one that's just me like i mean but <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. crazy to see that but x plane i'm excited to see x plane holding its own here strong yeah, in third and second sorry. slap Slam Cannon said it, says the discrepancy between X-Plane 11 and Microsoft isn't as much as I thought it would be. Yes, exactly. Yes. When I saw this two, yesterday or two days ago, I couldn't believe it. X-Plane is hanging in hard, man. Yeah. But I understand it, though, because you have the Zebo 7.3, you got the Tolis, you got the Flight Factors, you got the 7.5, the 7.6, the 7.7, the 7.8, the Triple Seven. you got uh, MD-80, you got A300s, you got all these planes still... And Microsoft still don't have the first narrow-body airliner other than the CRJ. Bro, believe it or not, there's more people in this chart playing Microsoft FSX, the original, right, than prepared V5. <laughs> that is striking. <laughs> I'm sorry, prepared, prepared people. Ouch. Yeah, I think prepared is, might, might be dead, guys. Oh, I Prepared didn't version it. 5 dropped. And it's like not even scratching the surface of the adaptation. To I think the I think thing, too, though, is that I, maybe there's too many options on here because maybe these three, these five, prepared 3D could have been just on its own. Instead of prepared prepare V1 as a, as a subject, V2, V3, V4, V5, just having it as one as a whole, I think maybe it would have been more like a, a greater representation, greater, greater representation of it than breaking it down and kind of splitting no. it up. I would agree, except each of these are paid upgrades. Oh, oh, never yeah. mind. And... Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I mean, X-Plane is paid upgrade too, so I shouldn't say, but nobody talks about X-Plane 10. Well, actually, it's on the chart up there, but you know what I mean? But yeah, the between X-Plane 10 and 11 was like a massive year, like years and mm -hmm. years gap, right? Four, five, exactly. six years. And the same between X-Plane 11 and 12 but with prepared versions, it's like, well, how often does that updating? I don't actually know personally, but uh, anybody in chat can let us know. But you know what's funny? Look at it. Between X-Plane 10, X-Plane 11 to 11.4, and X-Plane 11.5, that's almost equal number to Microsoft Flight Sim. 
So we might be looking at a 50-50 tie there, bro. Close to it. Between I wouldn't Microsoft say 50-50, but yeah, X-Plane is definitely doing stronger than I expected. Um, I'm yeah. happy to see it, though. I'm happy to see it because this is the numbers pre-X-Plane 12, right? Like, yes. if this many people are, are, are playing X-Plane 11, and even the always is pretty big there. Uh, like, if you see, like, the amount of people who are playing X-Plane 11 always versus Microsoft Flight Sim on PC always is half like half of the people yeah it's like half the number so it's twice the amount on microsoft than it is on x-plane 11 but still that's um that's crazy i think with 12 coming out at that number is going to rise big time right it's true but you want to see something interesting microsoft numbers jumped since last year but x-plane's number jumped since last year as well aha mm-hmm. x-plane 11.5 numbers jumped since last year 11.4 went down and 11.5 went up. So they're both growing. Yeah, yeah. You would think that would be dead, you know. But that is that is interesting, man. I'm just so that's a simulator battle, guys. Right here at the end of 2021. The numbers don't lie, guys. The numbers yeah. don't lie. And that I mean you is... see how massive the margin is from X Plan right now to so Microsoft good. So we're, I'm not in any way saying that X Plan is like even with them at all. Like Microsoft, in my opinion, based on these numbers, is winning. Microsoft is winning the, the fight, right? It, no matter how yeah. many people complain and say, "Oh, the airliners suck and you can't do this and it's not it's a game," like no matter what you say, like Microsoft is winning based on these numbers right now. The numbers don't lie. Yeah. But I think again with X Plan 12 coming out, and I mean just me as a simmer doing streams and and seeing people come into my Microsoft and my X Plan streams and seeing how a lot of people are jumping over to X Plan. Like if if they have the ability to do it they're jumping over there um because they want to fly the planes people are attracted by the planes that x-plane is offering and x-plane this past year uh which has amazed me have just really dropped aircraft that just make flying enjoyable i mean i and i has been really killing it uh who else dropped it i mean uh fly j sim recently dropped the plane uh this year uh it's really good aero bass with their phenom i mean there's a lot of good planes and even scenery developers are staying dedicated um to x-plane or even doing double the work dropping on both sims so uh, they definitely kept us occupied on the x-plane side and um yep. i'm actually surprised i didn't think that X- i knew x-plane wasn't gonna die i knew that i knew it wasn't gonna go away but i didn't think it was gonna be like used so much you know what i'm trying to say yep. but look at look at the just below that it shows you that microsoft did take ground from all the simulators however over 60% of the people did not switch to Microsoft. 30% of the people switched to Microsoft Flight Sim, right? 30% switched to Microsoft Flight Sim. 4% switched to X-Plane and 3.5% switched to prepared version 5 from what they were flying before. So Microsoft did get gain ground. They came into the to scenery and just took a lot of people with them. A That's whole lot crazy. of people. I didn't know that was a... A yeah. thing they, they actually show what percentage Microsoft took away from the yes, other Sims. That is crazy, yeah. yo. Yep. And this is it people did. who are already simming. These are, this is not like this is not like people who never flew flight sim. Like this is people who right. have been flying flight sims and they left X plane. They left prepared to go to Microsoft. But then also again, just mm-hmm. like you said, looking back the other way around, how uh, at first last year people were mm-hmm. fleeing Microsoft to go back to, to prepared. But it dropped. Yeah. 20, what happened 20, to prepared 20, 
Well, yeah, 2020, a lot more people were going over. It dropped in 2020, the number came down a little bit. 2021, the number came down. So the take-up rate basically peaked off and dropped back a little bit for Microsoft. And that's because there's no payware. Once a payware drops, it's a whole different ballgame, I think. Yeah, I think that you know? PM, yeah, not just PMDG, but just like high quality. Uh, I, I know I keep saying PMDG, and I feel bad for saying that because there's a lot of other great developers who are making equal to even possibly better add-ons for Microsoft coming soon um, that we're going to enjoy, and it's going to sway people to come back over to the sim. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the third parties. x themselves haven't made any big jumps in the last year. Well, they, they've here's, done nothing. <laughs> well, scroll down a little bit, though. Check this out. The following question was conditional and only presented to the respondent who stated that they switched to x 11 this year. So for everybody who's switched to x 11, we can establish that the most flight simulator that respondents left for x was from Microsoft Flight Sim. Hmm. Yep. So if you switch to X-Plane uh, in 2021, 37% of the people who switched to X-Plane was from Microsoft Flight Sim. 22% was from FSX. And 21% was from Prepared. <laughs> and then the 13% was from previous version of X-Plane. So X-Plane 11.5 uh, got the biggest boost from Microsoft, former Microsoft users. Wow. Explain that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is funny. Uh, wow. This wow. community is split, my friend. This community is split. I love it, though. It's kind of cool to see. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we, we know what's kind of happening, but it's interesting mm -hmm. to see it here. And, you know, that I'm glad that everybody's participating in these surveys because it allows us to see uh, what's really going on, you know. Yep. But the previous year, look at the previous year. The biggest users to explain came from FSX, FS9. And Microsoft Flight Simulator was only 11%. This year it jumped and tripled the amount to 37. So the biggest that. people came from Microsoft. That's nuts. Wow. It is. Man, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> the next oh one, though, for God. our prepared, pe prepared people, we didn't forget about you. Uh, yeah. Same question, but people who switched to V5, prepared 3D uh, V5, it says uh, most people are coming from earlier versions of prepared, which makes sense because you right. know, all their add ons are. They, you know, right. yeah, it makes sense, right. all this stuff. So, but mm -hmm. kind of ignoring that stat after that, we have, uh, looks like from X-Plane, actually. Yeah, 15%. Yeah, their highest yeah. majority of people coming to prepare, which makes sense to me. I feel like, I feel like as a, a person who plays Microsoft Flight Sim, I think that going to X-Plane would be more uh, practical, right? Rather than going to prepare 3D. But if you are on X-Plane already, you're probably already on Microsoft too. So you probably are going to go from X plane to to prepare because you want that quality wings. You know, you want that, uh, whatever those add ons that prepared has, because prepared has is probably even better, you know, airliner specific planes anyways, um, than right. X plane, but, uh, it just X plane is prettier and it costs less. Yeah. But further down, it shows you, um, for people who did switch to Microsoft, it was 34% from FSX and 34% from X-Plane and then 27% from, from um, P3D, hmm. you know? It makes me so, wonder, like, what did I answer in this survey? Like, am I on this list? Am I in one of these statistics? <laughs> you know what it is? I think a lot of people were going back and forth and switching because they had one platform, was not satisfied with it, and go, you know what? Let me see what the other side has to offer. There's a lot of cross-switching here. Yes, a lot more people went to Microsoft Flight Sim when it dropped because it's that good. 
But people came back from Microsoft going, okay, it's all good, but you know what? Let me go try X-Plane because I see these guys flying, you know, a 7.6, uh, you know, Zebo and stuff like that. So people wanna, are like switching back and forth. Yeah, I actually want to respond just quickly to a person in chat. He says he doesn't, he doesn't think that it is split. You are assuming that everyone took the survey. And uh, I'm not assuming that everyone took the survey, I think. But I did see that Magnus said over 200,000 people took this survey. I think that's enough people to kind of go with an assumption of kind of where the trends are going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, right. So I think uh, obviously these numbers are not 100% accurate, but I think they do show um, a an accurate perspective and picture of what's really going on underneath. Uh, the, a lot of things that we just don't, we, we talk about them, but we we don't at the same time. You know, it's, it's kind of like about where's your money going? Where are you actually spending your time? You know, yep. and this is what yep. this uh, chart, these surveys show, show us. All right, take a look at this. This one is going to be an interesting one. Explain 12 purchase likelihood. How likely is it that you will be buying Explain 12 when it comes available? And I just added up the numbers. 50% of the people said they're, all, they're possibly going to buy this thing. Hmm. Possibly at 50%. That's right so down the gonna, middle. That's right down the middle. And I think it, people are probably holding back to see what it's going to actually look like and feel like once it drops. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not bad, though. If it was, like, less than that, then, you know, you'd be worried. Yeah, I, I still don't see – I know I'm, I feel like I'm always the negative one going against X-Plane 12, even though I am very excited about it as a flight simmer. But I think that in the big picture, a lot of people are still not going to get X-Plane 12 because, for one, it's not on console um right. and mainly it's not on console <laughs> uh mm -hmm. at, at, the console is, is where it's at a lot of people coming in from the console site a lot of people are going to need a good P pc to run x-plane 12 and that's not going to be everybody um so i think that's what the other 50 percent is going to be is those people they might eventually get it um but they'll definitely have their eyes on it that's for sure yeah and i think you know for me I'm definitely getting next plane 12, no doubt about it. And I have my bad 27,000, not 200,000. Still, my right. answer was still accurate. <laughs> right. Go ahead. You know, um, I, I think a lot of people are going to get uh, X plane 12, including me. There's more airplanes coming out for X plane 12. You understand? The level up uh, airplanes drop today, which are free, freeware 700 and 900. You can't beat that. The, the new on the seventh of this month, you're getting the new um, 650 Challenger 650 that's coming up. That's going to be good. However, Will dropping the PMDG 7.3 and the Fenix A320 stop the growth of X-Plane 12 or the uptake of X-Plane 12? That's the question I have. You know, will two planes come into Microsoft Flight Sim stop X-Plane 12 in its tracks? What are you thinking? That's a hard one. Yeah. I don't think so, but... Uh, those plans gotta be real good they yeah. gotta be real good like yeah i mean what you have an example of what two planes could be i mean i don't yeah maybe not i don't know like oh, I, i'm saying yeah let's say the fenix a320 drops and no. pmdg drops to 737 no. so you know those are the two most flown airplane in the world in real life as that. a matter of fact in the simulator i would say it's the two most most flown planes is the a320 family and the 737 family right i agree with Once that those yeah, once those come to Microsoft Flight Sim, is that going to be enough to hold me to say, you know what, I don't need a 7.5, I don't need a 7.6, I don't need a 7.8 or the 777 
these two planes are enough for me to fly and I'll be okay. Yeah, I think that's a no. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know. I think I don't... It's, it's going to take more than two planes, especially the 320, because we already have that, and it's not going to be cheap. 7.3, yeah, it feels like a, a 7.3 and a, a wide body, like a 777 um, or something like that, maybe, but I still just think that it also comes down to the variety that we have in X-Plane and in P3D uh, that's keeping people there. Until Microsoft gets that variety and quality, then people are not going to make that sim their primary sim unless they're already happy with what they got right now here's a just uh, interesting um take on this flying a a320 or a319 and a, in x-plane is completely different than flying a 737 in x-plane like the feel the sound the movement the whole thing i'm wondering if when the 737 comes out from PMD3, how much difference of a field it's going to be. Now, hear me out here. It's going to look great. It's a PMDG product. It should be great. But are we going to feel a difference in the flight modeling to go, yes, this is a two different planes and I'm getting my fulfillment on it? I don't, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I just I, I don't know if saying. Microsoft fidelity and feel is there yet. Could be wrong. We'll see what. Uh, I don't PMG know. I, 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 you make me think of. I know you weren't a fan of this plane, but the DC six, right, right. The DC six. I felt like it didn't fly like any other plane in Microsoft Flight Sim. Like it didn't feel like I was flying a toy. You know what I mean? That's good. Um, and so based on that, based on my my first PMDG experience, which was the DC six for me. I feel like, I mean, they should. I, I feel like if they fall short in the flight model, they failed. Seriously. Like, yeah, make a pretty plane. Yeah, give us some great systems. But if you fail in the but flight model, Microsoft then thing, fail. Is it a Microsoft thing? Because I'm looking at the 787 in Microsoft. It's, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's a default like a plane, though. Feels like a toy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 7.4 feels like a toy. You know, what can PMDG pull out of their hat to go, hey, we hammered this flat model down. It feels like a Zebo. Because yeah. you fly the Zebo, it feels like like a different plane. Yeah, you know when, you, I mean? when you butter the Zebo, you feel accomplished. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the bottom would fall out on you. You just drop, you know. So that is that is the question, man. That That is the question uh, definitely that... I am thinking about speaking going, of wow. questions back onto the survey. I skipped down to page 73. Uh, no do problem. you own an Xbox console and 80 plus percent say no. Hmm. That's good. And news. very <laughs> small percentage of people are owning Xboxes, which is not surprising. Cause again, it's hard to get a get your hands. Matter of fact, I tried getting an Xbox series X myself couldn't find right. one um so i'm not surprised with that i think as supply comes in for the xbox we'll see it grow but i mm -hmm. i don't know i'm i'm thinking yeah. we're seeing a lot more pc simmers here at least in this survey anyways exactly i also don't the... know if console players even know anything about this survey so i think this might be kind of lopsided a little bit exactly. and also for the gamers out there this is something that um actually threw me for a loop uh, page 67 the graphics card between NVIDIA, Intel, AMD. NVIDIA smashed this. 85% of the people use the NVIDIA graphics card to play flight simming. Wow. AMD's barely at 9.3%. And that hasn't changed since the previous year. Hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah. 
Windows wow. 10 majority, uh, PC majority over a laptop. We know that. But yeah, NVIDIA graphics card is like number one by far. And most people are still on a 1080 graphics card. I don't think it's, it's, yeah, it's tied between a 1080 and a 2080. The 30 series graphics card are barely picked up. A 3080 is only 9%. Uh, 3070 is only 6%. A 3090 is 5%. So NVIDIA is, is ruling the roost, and the 10 series is up there still. You know, that's hey, a good graphics I got card the 10 test. series. I got the 1080 Ti, and it is still holding on strong uh, right now. I stream with it, flights and with it. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's doing a good job. Uh, I saw another question back on the Xbox uh, thing. It says, do you fly simulators on Xbox? And it, it, this thing keeps blowing my mind because at one point you're like, oh, yeah, nobody has an Xbox. But then you see this question. It's like, do you fly sims on Xbox? And it's 54% say yes. Like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're like, okay, well, the majority of people playing flight simulators in general, it doesn't say... It just says, do you fly fly simulators? It's not saying which one. It's just saying in general. And 54% of all of the community who did this, uh, this survey said, yeah. So that's crazy to me. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Do yeah, you fly with something else? Uh, do you fly simulators on your console with something else than a gamepad controller? Uh, 46% said no. Uh, 39 use a some type of yoke and joystick pedal which is cool uh, right. and it's funny is last year uh, if you were able to run a flight simulator on a console would you prefer to play with something else than a c- gamepad and most people said yeah they want a yoke and pedals so. yep it makes sense it's the next step forward once you get a taste of flight simming oh yeah oh yeah yep. for sure yep Definitely. Uh, it's also saying that most people are satisfied with the graphics card they have now, by the way. They're not looking to upgrade or change, which is surprising to me because everybody wants the fastest, latest, and greatest, but they're satisfied with it. This one's interesting, too. Why don't you fly simulators on console? I would love for the chat to get involved with this <laughs> question. Uh, on XP stream, on my stream, if you're watching, let yeah. us know if you are flying on console. And if you are, why are you flying on console? Um, just be honest and if you don't fly on console why not uh, but what this says is the software is uh, that I use is not supported but it's 19% which probably means like you know they don't have x-plane on there they don't have prepared on there um, the hardware I use is not supported so like you know maybe your honeycomb yoke you have the current one that does not work on uh, Xbox just yet or you prefer to fly on PC which is the 80% of people which is not surprising at all I think that most people if they have access to a pc is going to prefer to fly on pc it's just way more options you can mod you can get all liveries you can get all the hardware it's just there's no limits on the pc for a flight sim on xbox it's just too many limits yep 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 now uh here's a breakdown for what people simulator setup looks like over 63 percent of the people have a throttle quadrant at home 57 percent has rudder pedals and uh joystick uh, with a hat switch, 50% of people have a joystick, and then only 40, 46% have a yoke. I get that. Before Honeycomb and before Thrustmaster, the, the Logitech yoke was the only really one out there that was like affordable to get. And yeah. then most people didn't get it anyway. 
So joysticks is more popular than yokes by, you know, 5%. I'm not surprised, but I'm actually surprised that yokes is so high, personally. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good thing, though. It's a good thing that yokes are up there. I mean, it's a very good thing that yokes are up there. And look at VR. Only 15% of people have VR, bro. Yeah, 15, uh, VR is expensive, man, and it's hard to get into. And I feel like VR is not the first choice of things to buy when you're getting in the flight sim. You already need to spend money on a, a joystick, a yoke, a throttle, because you don't want to fly in VR with a mouse and keyboard. You know what I mean? So like VR, I feel like, in my opinion, I had somebody ask me on the stream the other day, should I buy a Honeycomb Bravo or should I buy a VR headset? And I was like, well, it depends on what throttle you already have, um, because it just VR kind of completes the setup. Right. VR, in my opinion, would be the last thing you would add to your setup. First, you want to get everything in front of you and get your hands on the things you can get your hands on to make that experience fun. And then you jump into VR. That's what I, I personally feel. So I'm not surprised that it's so low. Yeah. Yeah. And there it is right here. Do you own a VR headset? Uh, 76% of the people says no, they don't own a VR headset. <laughs> they don't want one. What page is that on? <laughs> that is going to be on page uh, 81. Page 81. So yeah, most people, you know, I get, I get asked from time to time, Hey man, you're going to do VR. And I say, no, you know, it's not going to be a good experience for the people watching the stream. And most people don't have it anyway. You know? Yeah. That's why I don't stream with VR. It's just, it's a good experience for the person doing it, but not as good of a good of an experience for people watching it. So as content creators, it's just not as interactive in my opinion, uh, or at least from my experience to VR and have people just looking at you. <laughs> you know, I like right, to be able to interact right. with the chat, stuff like that. Exactly. Now, Microsoft Flight Sim has VR on top. Out of everybody else, uh, 6% of VR users use Microsoft Flight Sim. And then DCS is 18% second, Xplane being third, and then Prepared is last. So, you know, um, wow. Microsoft. Look people, at this, yeah. though. Which VR headset? Other people who are using VR, which headset are they using? That's just the Oculus Rift and the Rift S, which makes sense. That's the older one that's been around. It's the trusted brand. Right. Uh, but then the reverb that just came out is only 6%. So that's kind yeah. of surprising, but also kind of not surprising at the same time. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that's the story of VR. So VR is not there yet for flight simming, guys. It's good, but it's just not there. You know what I mean? The numbers don't lie for it and so forth. I think there's a few things that that, that need to happen uh, for VR to really excel in gaming and in flight sim. Uh, and some of those things have not yet happened yet. So if you get VR now, you're getting it ahead of the curve. It may seem like VR is kind of going downhill, but I think there's some things in technology that are progressing that's going to be what's needed to make VR really excel. Exactly. All right, let's jump ahead here. I wanted to get to this point. Um, This is going to be page 90. Add-ons in general. What influences you the most when deciding to purchase an add-on software? I like this question. I like this one. Exactly. The number one thing that gets you to to buy add-on software is video reviews and tutorials. That's your field right there, Um, Blue. That's That's the number one. one. I know. <laughs> number That's two, number though, one. is watching yeah. streams and live video shows. Exactly. So sponsors, sponsors. add-on makers, <laughs> <It is up. laughs> people, you need to go here, look at the survey, and see what the number one reason people, it's not forum posts, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not newsletters. It's not ads in a magazine. It's not news reviews. It's not offline stores. You know, 
maybe recommendation from friends, but the number two is video reviews and tutorials and watching streams and videos get people to buy stuff. And it makes sense. They get to see blue games use the uh, the honeycomb yoke or the thrustmaster yoke or the, the, the honeycomb bravo quadrant. You know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, blue's got it. I mean, or they see you do your review of it, your unboxing videos. That's what gets people to buy. And then guess what happens after that? That person's mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm getting that. I want to get that. Yep. And then they tell their friends and then they get recommendations from friends. So, yeah, guys, developers, if you're making stuff for flight sims for games in general, like in 2022, that is the way to, to sell, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, is, to, is to do that. Yeah, you can make a lot of noise doing marketing and or not marketing, but like you just putting a forum post on somewhere. But, um, you know, eventually somebody will pick it up and, and do it. But still, I think really pushing it out to people, if you're confident in your product, put it in their hands. Exactly. Flips Edgar says, how do you find flight sim software add-ons in a printed magazine? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. A barcode, something like that. Scan with your phone. Uh, here's another interesting one. Actually, me and you talk about this all the time, Blue. Uh, this is going to be on uh, page 92. Yep, I'm on it. Aircraft add-ons. What are the most important features for you when deciding which add-on to purchase? This is a this, this is, is a tough close. one right here because yeah. so, in all wow this is really close price but is not even say, on the top no number one is set of instruments avionics modeled meaning that they want systems they want systems is number one here believe it or not sit yeah yeah flight dynamics is a close second. Yep, flight dynamics is number two, which uh, makes obviously sense. Obviously, a virtual cockpit is just kind of like that's that's the core, so you definitely visual, need that. Right. Uh, but it is interesting, though, on this list that external aircraft visual realism is nowhere near the front. Wow. Look now, at now, that. Now, now, developers, though, now listen to me. Please don't, like, cut corners on that. <laughs> we we mm -hmm. want the beautiful models. We want the great model of the aircraft, but um, that, that can't be all. Let me say that again. <laughs> that can't be all you're doing is making a beautiful exterior model of an aircraft. People want more. People want more. Yeah, they do. I'm surprised that sounds is that low, though. I am surprised. You know, sounds, I probably rated sounds as number one over systems. <laughs> yeah, sounds is, is down there as very important. Only like 30% of the people said it is very important. Versus uh, avionics, uh, 65, 70% says it's important. That's that's interesting. Also, number of liveries you know. is not important at all. I, I, I agree with this yeah. because once you release a plane, all you got to do is put out a paint kit. Don't waste your time yeah. on making a yeah. whole bunch of liveries. Like, save that mm -hmm. time. If you if you can just do that, if you have a team that can just focus on, on liveries, that, that's literally that their only skill. They can't do anything else. That's fine. But don't take you know, processes or, or, or people away from other more important projects on things on the project uh, to do liveries because people do care. We want the right livery, but we know that that livery is going to come from somebody else. You don't have to make it basically. We'll, we'll make it ourselves. <laughs> and I'm shocked that you guys don't even think price matters. You know, that's, we that's talk crazy. about it all the time, but you guys are only like 28% uh, think price is important. Yeah. You know, yeah. And less than, yeah. Wow. That is... That is something else when it comes to add-on, you know. Matter of fact, so, when it comes to things that people think are not important, price comes second. Yeah. At least okay. important. <laughs> All right. 
Now, check this out. Scenery and weather. And this says a lot to me. Hmm. Based on the type of flying you do, which aspects of a scenery add-on is important to you? You know what the number one is? Not ortho, not high-res textures, not coastline. Detailed airports is number one. That makes sense. Think about that. Now, for Microsoft Flight Sim and X-Plan 11, Microsoft's got ortho, X-Plan 11 doesn't by default. People still said that detailed airports are important than ortho. Less than 40% of the people says uh, terrain topography with high resolution or orthophoto text with high resolution is only like 30-something percent versus detailed airports. And to me, it's like when I do IFR flying, I want my airport where I'm taking off from to look good. Once you get above the clouds or high enough, it almost doesn't matter. And then when you're landing again, you want the airports to be good again. Yeah. So. Yeah, so does that say that X-Plane 12 might have a chance <laughs> if it doesn't have ortho? Yeah, based on this chart, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real, it, it definitely. So it, that's interesting, you know, to see where people's minds are. And that didn't change from last year. So that's pretty consistent since the, the previous year when they did the survey. So yeah. <clears throat> Not bad. All right, let's go to weather importance, page 97. Considering the weather inside the simulator, please rate how important the following aspects are for you. And it's kind of, as uh, let's see, how important is the weather experience overall for your simulation sessions? Mm -hmm. uh, is it important to be able to worsen the weather? No. Uh, in regards to weather, including clouds, how important is the realistic weather experience? I think that's... But it's, it's like right in the middle. It's like 60%, I think. Right. That's 60? Yeah, 60% on that one. In regards of, to weather, including clouds, how important is visual exciting experience? And that's about 50. Just under 50% for that one. Uh, is access to live, real-time weather important to you? And so far, that is the highest rated of the questions. Uh, exactly. 65. The highest rating people want live weather because they can go look at a location, go, it's storming there. Is it snowing? Is it sunny? I want to fly there. Live weather is important, you know, and where they get their live weather from 70% says they want it generated by the simulator itself. Mm -hmm. Only 40% said they want it by a payware software. So Microsoft has got live weather. From the sim, which is good. Explain 12 is going to have it by a library from the sim, which is good. Payware software, I have Active Sky paid for it. It does the, the, the live weather good, but next generation, are we going to need it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, true. It, it, it was 50 50 last year, but this year, people almost 70% said they wanted from the simulator. So they want default built in good weather. That That's, that's something else. <clears throat> it's good to know. Kind of interesting. Looking at kind of scamming at this chart here about. Uh, chart products and add-ons and 63% mm -hmm. of people are using Navigraph uh, charts. See, hold on, let me talk to my sim. See, guys, when you come and chat and say, hey, man, do you think I should get Navigraph? What did I tell you? Yes, if you're going to fly online, pick up Navigraph. Uh, they give you the whole complete package, which is the Air Rack plus the charts. And you don't have to think about it. Just go update, right? Sky Vector is number two, because Sky Vector does give you some charts and, you know, whatever, yeah. but... It doesn't give you uh, air rack data and so forth. Mm -hmm. The rest of the ones down here, I have no idea what they are. Wow, look at this though. Compared to last year, uh, Navigraph was 59, Sky Vector was 35. It's like a massive mm -hmm. drop to 27. So this year. Yeah. And but, uh, Forflight is, is barely used, you know. 
I had four flight for a while, which it's is just too world. expensive, man. That's oh yeah, four a flight simmer unless you're using it to fly in real world too, and you just happen to have a subscription. In my opinion, it's just not worth it. Right, right. And then the nitty gritty, what kind of charts you use? Jepson charts number one. I don't even know what the leader charts are or Lufthansa system leader charts. Jepson charts are number one. FAA charts are up there. Uh, 30%. Uh, those are the, like the basic charts. They do work, but the the uh, Jepson charts give you the, like the topography color changes and stuff like that. You know, so yeah, it's that's interesting uh, where that Ooh, is concerned. I like this one. Here we go. Flight tracking products. We kind of touched on this Ooh. one earlier. Yes, we did. We're not going to stick around here too long, but it looks like Valanza is hanging out at 19%. Um, which is one of the highest, and then Simlink or Moving Maps by Navigraph is 28%, which I kind of feel like that didn't need to be on this list. Uh, it is a tracking product, yes, um, but it's it's a bit different than what these other yeah. things are. Um, my opinion. I'm also noticing. People use... mm -hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say most people don't use any at all. 40%. I just use uh, Microsoft's logbook. <laughs> I know a lot of people, no, for seriously, a lot of people just use Microsoft's logbook and they actually really care. Like, they're like, yo, like, freak, because for a while, Microsoft wasn't correctly logging people's flights on Microsoft right. and people were getting upset. Like, man, I, how do I f figure out what my hours are because Microsoft keeps deleting my flights, this and that. So people are definitely, I think, on the Microsoft Flight Sim side, uh, really uh, taking an importance into the Microsoft Flight Sim logbook. But I think this is a good spot to promote. And again, I don't have any, uh, uh, ties with any of these companies but like having a like a volanta or a sim pro is really cool to have if you can you know download it on your pc if you're on pc it's really cool to have a way to track your flights go back and see what flights you've done it shows you a map of everything you've done uh you can go back and you know, debrief your flights even if you want to so it's pretty cool exactly and then it looks like um at least 50 percent of the people uh they do use a flight planning service to plan their flights uh, for fuel and stuff like that. And the one company that corners the market for flight planning is Navigraph, which is Simbrief now, basically. Yeah. They, they use it Wait, to which, find... Which one plan. are you looking at? Are you looking at the Nav Data right. FMS products? Right. Or? So 105, the oh, flight, flight planning. planning. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. 15% of the people use flight planning to you know plan their flights. And what they're looking for mostly when we scroll down to 104 is they want to find a route number one and they want to calculate fuel number two. Yeah. So root and fuel is pretty much the top two reasons why they plan their flights, which makes sense to me. Yeah, you makes understand? sense. Yeah, root and fuel is the top two reasons. And then, of course, what do they use to plan such thing, which is on page 107? Simbrief by Navigraph. That's why Navigraph got bought out Simbrief. It was a smart you move. Know? Like if you want to, oh, yeah. if you want to make a mark in like, as a like a business, I don't know. I think Simbrief has always been free, by the way, too. So, yep. um, you know, Navigraph is a company who is not a free service. You know, I'm sure they have a, a good amount of money in their pocket. They can go out and buy a website like Simbrief. Uh, the whoever made Simbrief probably made a, a good chunk of change on that sale, or I think it's actually collaboration. I don't know if they actually sold it. Um, I think they actually went into partnership. I'm not sure, but, um, but definitely a smart move by them. What I liked as a Simbrief user and a Navigraph user, it was actually a pretty seamless uh, change. I didn't lose anything in my account, so I was pretty happy about that. But I'm not surprised at all uh, about that. I've never gotcha. used VRoute. Uh, I do use Skyvector sometimes to do some planning. I've never used 
most of those. I don't use Navigraph charts for flight planning. I only use it to look at the charts. Let's look at one more. What time is it? Uh, hour. F wow, we've gone an hour 40 minutes, bro. <clears throat> Sheesh. Let's look at one more. Page 114. Go to, uh, to page 114 and we'll draw. We'll, we'll kind of wrap it up here because this survey, I'm going to drop the link in chat. If you guys want to read this in detail, it's there. The survey is 122 pages long with all kinds of details, but page one. Uh, I'm actually looking at 112 and I'm like, what is up with this? Okay, hold on. Before we go, it said 112 media consumption. What, which flight sim or aviation related media do you consume? And I'm like, why is YouTube and Twitch not on this list? Unless, That's why one. Is that what you're looking at? <laughs> yeah, because these are just magazine, online magazine, uh, basically. That's what it is. So I just like oh, jumped over holy those. Holy crap! Exactly. <laughs> one, one fourteen <laughs> says it all. Page one fourteen says it all. Video, because which video <laughs> platforms do you use for consuming flight simulator and related content? And this app is shocking to me. I knew it, but I didn't realize it. Number one, YouTube. Ninety-five wow. percent use YouTube, and Twitch is not even close at thirty-nine percent. Twitch is competing with Facebook. <laughs> for flight simming not other simming because twitch is is good for other um gaming platforms for now listen though listen though a lot mm -hmm. of us don't know this because i think a lot of people who are watching this right now on youtube uh are not watching on twitch and they're not watching on, on facebook but what people don't understand is there is people streaming on facebook and getting good numbers over there um, like streaming flights into Facebook. I've actually seen it. So um, I'm not surprised that Facebook is as high as it is, but it does really blow my mind that YouTube is more than half of Twitch consuming content. And it actually surprised me that Facebook is that high personally. And it surprised me also that Vimeo is on, even on the list. Yeah, I know. Uh, Vimeo, uh, Vimeo account. I've used it ever. TikTok <laughs> is also streaming flights in Patreon. Wow. I actually thought but TikTok he, would be higher because I know a lot of people have been really booming eh? on TikTok for like flights and memes, flights and shorts, things like that. Uh, I know Instagram has been on the on the rise with the reels right. for not right. just flight sim content, but aviation content. If you're a content creator and you're trying to get discovered and, and known right now, Instagram reels is a great place to go. I'll just give you that tip <laughs> for free. You can live stream on Instagram, correct? Or no? You can, mm -hmm. uh, but you can't like stream like a a screen like it had to be like your face and that's it. Uh, uh, gotcha. I've been actually personally looking into finding out if there's a way to create like an OBS Instagram thing. Um <laughs> so cuz I would love to go live on Instagram or right. in addition to what I'm already doing so the, Liquid Snow says they all have Facebook bots watching them on Facebook. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yep. Wow. Didn't know that. This, this is chart is, is, is blew my mind. I really thought Twitch was much higher than what Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you yeah. see, you know what? Now that I really look at it and think about it, it surprises me. But when I really think back to when the last time I got on Twitch and saw people watching things on Twitch, mm -hmm. it wasn't as much as it used to be. Yeah. For Flight Sim. Yep. Yep. That's it. Obviously, we yeah. got our few big flight sim streamers right like when i say big like big 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 right um outside of that nobody's watching anybody they're all streaming themselves yeah, yeah. <laughs> jump jump back to cams here 
because I think that's the last good question. That's the last one. Sounds good. Yeah, Sounds everything good. else is just data analysis. But you know, um, there it is, guys. There's a presentation of all this, and you know, what is your top takeaway, Blue, from you know everything that you've looked at, from the platforms to the planes to the now to the source of watching uh, the stuff that we do. Uh, what's your main takeaway on this? What's your surprises and, you know, so forth? Honestly, that last one, that last one about YouTube, I really thought that the, that Twitch would be much higher, you know, um, but it really surprised me. Uh, as, and I think that one's really personal to, to me as a, a streamer on YouTube. It actually makes me feel a bit better. I'm like, yeah, I'm streaming on YouTube. I'm making content for YouTube. So it makes me feel like I'm kind of going in the right direction for my own content. Um, but also the whole Xbox discussion, right? Like I knew a lot of people came over from Xbox, but it sounds like even though in some of the charts, it kind of didn't really make sense to me because some of them were like, yeah, like, no, I don't use Xbox. But then you see like, what's the percentage of people who have, who are on, right. you know, like then it says 54. So then it means that on Xbox, the majority of people in the whole flight, I don't know, is Xbox. So I don't know, it, it's, it's definitely interesting. Uh, and then also seeing uh, Microsoft uh, and the numbers versus X-Plane and even DCS World, that was big for me, uh, seeing that. Obviously, Microsoft is, is on top. It has the biggest reach. They have it on console. Uh, they've really promoted. They put, I think, more resources into marketing it and putting it in front of more people. Um, but uh, X-Plane is really standing strong. And I think that in this next coming year, it's going to be tough. Uh, actually, not take that back. It's gonna be a great time uh, for a yep. PC simmer uh, because you're gonna be able to have the option to fly Microsoft Flight Sim. You have the option to play X Plane 12, and you have the option to play Prepare 3D and DCS World. Um, um, but it's gonna be tough, at, you know, for people who have them to decide which to fly. You know, uh, because when PMDG comes out with their plan, you gonna want to drop that money on that. When some, you know, what I mean, it's just gonna be tough when it comes to deciding what platform to really invest in. You know what I mean? Like if you want to pick just one, it's gonna be hard to choose. True. Definitely. You know, for me with the YouTube and the Facebook thing and, and um, the Twitch thing, I've watched that YouTube have slowly robbed a lot of Twitch streamers over to Facebook, um, over to YouTube from, from, from Twitch. They have actually brought them over, given them contracts and stuff in the whole general gaming industry itself. But to see these numbers for streaming, because uh, I started watching flight simming on Twitch, wasn't YouTube. You know, Captain Canada was already the main guy over on YouTube at the time. And Cat Trader and Cat Trader end up going to Twitch, but you know when I decided to stream, like you know YouTube, they'll save my videos. You can rewatch it at your leisure. Was one thing, so maybe that's the reason why people can go back and catch your stream later on yep. if they missed it the day. Watch at least no, they only go back to watch your takeoff and landing. Yep, yep, that's what happened. <laughs> you know? that's, that's what they should have put in the survey. What part of the stream do you watch? Do you watch it exactly. live or do you replay it? And if you do replay it, what part of the video do you watch? Do you watch the whole thing hey. or do you watch the takeoff and landing? That's going to be in next year's survey. Navigraphics exactly. make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second part that got me, I'm encouraged by um, the X-Plane consistency here. I mean, X-Plane should have been crushed when Microsoft dropped because the sim is pretty. Microsoft is just beautiful. Like, you know, every time I do a flight and complete from start to finish, I'm like, wow, this thing looks good. And you would think X-Plane would be crushed, but then I realized what it is. Next day I get up, I want to fly a different airplane. Microsoft doesn't have it yet. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I go back and I grab X-Plane and run. So I'm encouraged by that. And I want the competition between the two simulators. I don't want one simulator to dominate everything and start taking it for granted. And X-Plane people are stepping off with the add-ons that are coming out still to this day. They haven't given up yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So that's the second thing that I've taken away from the survey. Um, and, you know, the next thing is the Flight Sim Expo, guys. Go to Flight Sim Expo, man. If it's in your neck of the woods, man, if you can plan it and go do it, I would say, I would say guys, do it. This is our hobby. We, we look at the stuff at least three, four times a week. We fly at least two hours. If you can try to attend an expo, it's, it's really a good thing for you to do. You know what I mean? Definitely. And enjoy yourselves. So those are the main things I can think of from the survey. Uh, it's a hell of a way to wrap up 2021 in our flight simming industry. Yeah. And uh, I've been excited this year for the amount of products and things that have come out. And uh, developers continue to adjust to the new simulator that came out, bring out scenery, bring out airplanes. And um, I, I've, I've started this year excited and I'm ending this year excited as a flight simmer in this in this community and this space i agree like yeah. i haven't gotten bored like it's been so much going on this year uh like right. i'm i'm having trouble keeping up with it all like keeping up with hardware releases keeping up with new planes coming out both on the airline and on ga side i know we didn't talk a lot about ga releases this year but like uh the kodiak that came out recently is a amazing uh for microsoft flight sim the aerobass phenom that came out uh, not not that long ago which i just personally picked up is really good as well on the GA side for X plane. So it's a lot of great products coming out. Uh, these developers are putting a lot of hard work into it and, uh, it's just been a lot of fun. And I actually today find it extremely hard to decide what plane to fly next. And when I'm trying to decide that I'm like, all right, well, what sim am I going to fly next too? You know? So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's definitely exciting for these coming years. And it just, honestly, with 2022, I know there's these certain planes and add-ons that we want to come out, but, it's just going to add to our hanger. It's not going to stop us from flying stuff that we already love. You know, we're not going to stop flying the fly by wire A320 because it's 737 got released, right? We're going to still go back to the 320. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Yep. That's it. Well, folks, that's it. 2021 is just about over and 2022. And as liquid snow says in chat, when it comes to flight sim, I look forward to 2022. I do as well. Oh yeah. And I'll, I will keep bringing the entertainment as best as I can for you guys. I know blue is going to be doing the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, keeping that game going up and up and up and up and up. Have you seen blues videos lately? I've been good and crisp and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, I do want to um, say uh, for both of us, I guess as like a wrap up of the year. Thank you, every single one of you guys who have subscribed, who have uh, liked, who viewed, uh, who watched anything that we've done, whether it be uh, the Blue Experience, be an XP live stream, whether you join the conga line, you know, uh, on VATSIM, whatever it is that you've done to support either of us, uh, we definitely both want to just say thank you, seriously. Like, it's been a, a great year, I think. I think, um, I know my channel, I think both of our channels have been trending up. Uh, we've hit a lot of milestones, uh, got through a lot of cool stuff, you know, so it's it's been really cool. We want to keep doing this. Uh, I enjoy it. I know he enjoys it. We love it. We love Flight Sim. We love you guys. And um, it's it's been an amazing ride uh, all year long. And um, yeah, 2022 is going to be hot, man. It's going to be sick. I'm excited. I think we're going to get hit with some surprises as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> More to come, guys. And let's not Happy forget New about year. that DCS Apache coming out. Ooh. Yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> More to come, guys. More to come for 2022. I absolutely appreciate you guys, man, from the bottom of my heart. You know, we do it. We have fun. And that's how we're going to do it. So my last words, 
if until I see you guys again, is run the track. And I know Blue's got something else to say. <laughs> yes, sir, guys. Remember, you have three choices. Give up, give in, or give it all. You got peace, love, and God bless you. Make sure you stay safe out there, too, as well. We'll see you guys next time, next video. We out. Peace. Bye-bye. Yeah.